It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are locked on Cougars. This is your daily source of all things BYU sports on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name's Jay Catch, your host here, your insider for BYU Athletics, covering everything each and every day when it comes to the Cougars. Thanks again for downloading the show. Hope you guys are all having a great day. Today, we are recapping the fallout from Michael Shelton and his comments last night after practice that were critical of the home environment at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the BYU football program. We'll also get you some updates on some broadcast details for the UMass game next week. And we'll also catch you up on the other teams in Provo when it comes to where they're in action this coming weekend and some of the news and notes coming out about those teams with awards, etc. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about them here in a moment. Also brought to you today by Vivid Seats and Sling TV. And we'll let you know about those two companies here in a bit as well. All right, without further ado, let's get it going. This is Locked on Cougars, Halloween edition, October 31st, 2018. Let's fire it up. Other than Washington, you guys have done really well in road games. Right. Why? Why have you guys been so good, you know, just as far as playing well when you've been on, on the road? Um, I'm going to give you an honest opinion. I like playing on the road just because, to me, I think the atmosphere is a lot better than our atmosphere at home. Um I, I like playing at home, but uh, sometimes our fans can be a downer and it brings us down, but uh, I think we feed off of the energy when we play away. Do you, do you kind of like being the, the hated team, the hated opponents, the ones that are always getting the boos too when you're on the road? Oh, yeah. That, it seems like you guys have kind of thrived on that a couple times. Yeah, and that's, that's what I mean by feeding off, feeding off of the energy at away okay. stadiums and stuff like that. Um, just feeding off of that, it yeah, it, getting booed, and- right? It um, it gives us something to look forward to. Whereas when we're home, I mean, we don't get many cheers and we don't get many boos. So it's like, what are you really playing for and stuff like that? But yeah. There you go. Comments from BYU cornerback Michael Shelton yesterday, speaking from the heart, saying that he prefers to play on the road simply due to the indifference of BYU football fans. And if you're a BYU football fan, how does that make you feel? Uh, if my Twitter feed is any indication, the emotions are mixed. It kind of went crazy last night when I put out the story on 1280thezone.com about the comments, posted the audio that you can hear for yourself. All you got to do is go on the internet. You can find it there. And Uh, First things first, before we get to some of your reaction to this, I do need to say that I appreciate Michael Shelton's candor and his being willing to speak up when he feels a certain way. Uh, A lot of times I'll hear from people that will complain working in the media like I do that they say there's too much coach speak going on. Coaches always speak in code, use overgeneralized cliches, players do the same thing. But here's the problem. The response to what Michael Shelton said last night is a big reason why a lot of athletes and coaches don't speak their true feelings a lot of the time. He is getting criticized from all angles and regarding multiple things that his comments, in my opinion, didn't necessarily even touch on. A lot of things could have been implied out of those comments, and that's what a lot of people are reacting to. But Michael Shelton spoke from the heart, so I think we should give him some credit for being willing to 
to first speak up and also doubling down. You heard Jared Lloyd with the initial uh, question from the Daily Herald to him, and he decides, hey, I'm going to take it and run here. He took the baton, and he sounded off on what he felt. Sean Walker, my good friend, he's been on this podcast before, uh, gave a follow-up question to it, and Shelton didn't walk it back. In fact, he doubled down, essentially. And once again... This is the type of stuff you have to put up with if you truly if you truly want to hear the non-coach speak answers. There are going to be critical comments that come out from players from time to time. There will also be equally effusive, praiseful comments from players as well, if I can use that word, if it actually is a word. There are going to be guys that sound off in praise of the program. Michael Shelton was simply speaking from the heart from what he's perceived. He's a fifth-year senior. He's redshirted here. He's been here a long time. He has worked and worked and worked. He has been benched multiple times in his career, and he has worked his hardest to get back onto the field. And he is simply stating how he feels about the home crowd at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Now... Uh, a lot of people reacting to it, like I said, and there were varied reactions all over the place, as I would expect there would be. And I look at it, and it's just, I guess the easiest way to say it is it's unwarranted in this case, in my opinion. Lavelle Edwards Stadium has been, at best, two-thirds full most of this season. For many, many years, I attended games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium when there were no less than 60,000 fans. There may have been pockets of empty seats every so often in these games, but Lavelle Edwards and even through the era of Bronco Mendenhall, even Gary Croton, BYU fans showed up in droves, well over 60,000 fans in attendance at most home games. And since the final years of Bronco Mendenhall's tenure, the beginning of independence, and on through now with the third year of Kalani Satake's tenure, man, I haven't seen that stadium sold out in years. I have not seen the 64, or 63,000 and change that a sellout is at Lavelle Edwards Stadium now. And BYU fans are taking exception to Michael Shelton calling out fans for showing up but not uh, being behind their team, in essence. He said that he prefers the venom, the, the hate, and hate's a strong term. It's more of a spate is what I call it, sports hate, where teams are cheering for their team and denigrating you because you're the opposition. He said that the BYU feeds off of that, and I can't blame him for that in one one iota. A lot of college football players will tell you that they enjoy the road environment simply due to the fact that they get pumped up with with wanting to shut up other fans, shut up the fans that are in the stands. But when they're at home, the home team... These players, I think they expect their home fans to be engrossed in the game. And I've seen the picture making the rounds on Twitter that's been sent to me multiple times of the lady reading the scriptures in the stands at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, uh, purportedly during the Northern Illinois game. I have no way to confirm if that was the actual game that picture was taken. But nonetheless, it's a BYU fan sitting in the stands at Lavelle Edwards Stadium reading the scriptures. And we're talking uh, scriptures in the LDS, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints since. She had uh, her scriptures open and she was reading them. A lot of people telling me that they've had other BYU fans tell them to sit down, be quiet, uh, getting ushers involved. I've My Twitter feed, if you want to go look at my mentions, they've been a mess since about 7 o'clock last night. It's just gone absolutely nuts. It went all over the internet. It's been posted multiple places and Getting back to my original point, my hat goes off to Michael Shelton for being willing to speak his mind. 
As I said, if you're a sports fan who doesn't like overgeneralized cliches, coach speak, however you want to term it, you should be appreciative, especially if you're a BYU fan, that Michael Shelton felt the need to speak up. And it's now your turn as a BYU fan to either back up his words for him or go out and prove him wrong. Simple as that. I I don't see any ground between the two of them. That's just my thoughts on it. I'm running out of time in this first segment, so we're going to take a time out here. We'll come back. I'm going to read some of the reaction to Michael Shelton's comments to you, and we'll react to some of those, getting my thoughts on your reactions on my Twitter feed from both sides. Utah fans, as you would expect, took it and ran. All kinds of comments there, but plenty of BYU fans also getting in the mix as well. So we'll talk about that here in a moment. Do need to take a time, uh, take some time here before we go, though, to tell you about today's title sponsor of the show. And if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know it's All Guard Pest Control. They take care of your, your pest control needs, no matter what it is. Termites, ants, mice, spiders, whatever you got, uh, all guard can come out and take care of you they also with their termite extermination they have a 15 year guarantee that if termites ever come back they'll come back out and treat you for free and make sure that the issue is abated and you'll never have to deal with it again it's a singular focus on all pests all guard only does pest control they're not a lawn care company who does pest control they are a pest control company who does pest control seth baird and his team i've met with them i've seen their online reviews absolutely stellar company i would recommend them highly check them out out, you can give them a call. All, all Guard Pest Control at 801-851-1812. Tell them Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. They'll make sure you're taken care of. They want to, They service all of Utah County, Salt Lake County, Wasatch County, even up into Davis and Weber counties. Pretty much along the Wasatch front, you have a pest control issue. All Guard Pest Control is there for you. They'll make sure you're taken care of. Check it out, guys. Once again, All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812. We'll be back in a moment with your reaction to Michael Shelton here on Locked on Cougars. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm going to give you an honest opinion. I like playing on the road just because, to me, I think the atmosphere is a lot better than our atmosphere at home. I like playing at home, but uh, sometimes our fans can be a downer and it brings us down. But uh, I think we feed off of the energy when we play away. Feeding off of the energy at, at away stadiums and stuff like that, um, just feeding off of that, it, it gives us something to look forward to. Whereas when we're home, I mean, we don't get many cheers and we don't get many booze so it's like what are you really playing for and stuff like that but yeah there you go Michael Shelton talking about BYU and playing on the road some of the shorter clips from his comments yesterday we played the full Q&A that was unaltered in that first segment of the podcast this is locked on Cougars after all and thanks for joining us we're gonna be talking about some of the reaction here that I got 
based on my rough math, I have well over 150 mentions regarding my tweets last night that had the quotes from Michael Shelton, as well as the story I wrote for 1280thezone.com regarding what he had to say about BYU fans and the home environment at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And like I said in the first segment, had all kinds of reactions mixed uh, coming in from both Utah fans and BYU fans, and we'll talk about some of them. The very first one, I'll give credit, Jeff Myers at Schweiga981 sent in the first one and said, maybe, just maybe, it's because the crowd has nothing to cheer for. Hard to cheer for paint drying. I understand the sentiment from Jeff here because BYU is just an absolutely excruciating game to watch and to digest. A 7-6 loss to Northern Illinois. An offense that came in for the Huskies especially that was just absolutely terrible. I'm not going to lie. So tough to cheer for BYU like Jeff says when there's not much to cheer for. But Michael Shelton sounding off, and I don't think that's based on one game for him. I think he's sounding off. Like I said, he's a fifth-year senior. He's been around this program for a long time. He sat on the bench for a long while, so he absolutely is speaking from a uh, his experience at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and I, I can't denigrate what Jeff said but I also compare it to what Michael Shelton says and I don't believe it's just a one game sample size. And I'm sure Jeff would respond and you might, Jeff you can feel free to reach out to me at Jacob C. Hatch is my Twitter feed. Let me know if I, if you agree with this that you're saying over the past two years under Kalani Satake the offense has been pretty bad, let's be real, the rankings have not been great and it's more like watching paint dry every time BYU's out there. Maybe that's the extrapolated version of what you would respond with, Jeff. Let me know if so. A couple other comments coming in. BYU San Fran 21 said, Agreed. I legitimately had a fan tell me Saturday I was being too loud at a football game as she is reading a book with her three grandkids. Dot, 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 dot. Okay, well, that's interesting. Why would you go to a football game and read a book to your grandkids? I think the main entertainment is that you're actually at a football game watching and taking in the game there. The weather was absolutely spectacular last Saturday. Legitimately probably the last good weather day we're going to have until next spring. Uh, Cold weather is set in. I'm sure that there's going to be snow on its way within a relatively short period of time. So if you're reading a book at a football game, that just kind of boggles my mind because I think the point of going to said football game is to catch the game. And I feel bad if you're being told you're being too loud at a football game because you're there, you're a fan. Fan is short for fanatic, which means you're supposed to cheer, but... So be it. A um, couple other comments coming in here. Uh, Bob Lobla, a Ute in Vegas, so we're getting some Utah reaction, of course, says there is just an overwhelming amount of evidence pointing to the death spiral of this program. Fans are a big part of it. He capitalized big there. They demand changes and then complain about the outcome. Very few even care anymore. Bob, I can tell you this much. BYU has the second biggest fan base in this state. And Utah's not number one. That would be the Utah Jazz. And I have hard evidence to back me up if you want to take me up on that. But BYU has a massive fan base. It also extends nationally nationally, and even internationally. So there's not a death spiral of the BYU football program. There just needs to be some new life injected into it, in my opinion. All right, a couple other comments we'll get to before we take a break here on the podcast. Uh, Mitch at Mitch P underscore 87 says losses to NIU are not on the fans. Players shouldn't be ripping the fans that pay their money and show up to support them every week. If players 
don't know how they're don't know what they're playing for in Lavelle's house, that's disappointing. Maybe the real question is what the fans are showing up for. Mitch, you're showing up because you're a fan of the BYU football program. Let's be real. Michael Shelton, like I've reiterated earlier on in this segment, is speaking from experience. He says he prefers playing on the road because he likes to take in all the vitriol and the hatred, the spate, the sports hate uh, being tossed at him from opposing fans because he thrives on it. He's a competitor. College football players don't put their life, uh, livelihood, their bodies, their their minds on the line for nothing. They're competitors. They're the consummate competitors to make it to the level they're playing at. So I will not denigrate what Michael Shelton is playing for because he knows what he's playing for. He's out there starting for BYU, and he's, he's trying to play the absolute best he can. A couple other comments here. Uh, Mitch also followed up, and he says, This is extremely disappointing. As a fan that's been there, frustrated through Cal, Utah State, and NIU, criticism from players doesn't sit well. Attendance is already down. Keep criticizing the fans. See what happens. Well, Mitch, as I said in that first segment, BYU fans have an opportunity to either prove Michael Shelton right at the single home game remaining this season against New Mexico State, which coincidentally is senior day and Michael Shelton is a senior, or they can show up and prove him wrong. It's BYU fans' choice. Yeah. I have no qualms saying that. If you're a BYU fan and you you feel slighted by what Michael Shelton said, well, you better make your voice heard on Saturday, November 17th, when North, New Mexico, not Northern Illinois, New Mexico State shows up at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and come out and bring it. Um, some other comments here. Uh, the casual hippie at the casual hippie. That is a reflection of the play on the field. The fans are desperate to scream and cheer for anything positive. And there was a big time cheer when the hurdle came from Zach Wilson that went over one Northern Illinois defender and knocked the other one to the ground. And he kind of stood there all triumphantly. There was a big cheer for that. There were also massive boos that came raining down when BYU decided to punt late in the game. We'll actually talk about that punt and the decision to do it with the man who kicked the ball, Rhett Allman. I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday after practice. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. The original plan was to put it on the show today, but Michael Shelton is the gift that keeps on giving, and he's driving today's show. So we'll move Rhett Allman to tomorrow. He actually talked about the decision to punt and what he felt about it. And I, I'm guessing you guys probably can tell what his thoughts were on it, but let me know if you, if you think what he's if, if you can tell what he was thinking when Kalani Sitake put him in the game. But getting back to the point, massive cheers for Zach Wilson leaping over that defender, knocking another guy over. And then just a couple hours later, an hour and a half later, massive boos come raining down when BYU decides to not go for it on fourth down. Kind of crazy how it goes. Um, some other comments here. Uh, and this is all comments from BYU fans on my Twitter feed. You can go look at my mentions. They have been a mess, like I said, for the last 12 to 18 hours. Absolutely crazy. Irish Cougs at Irish Cougar says, This is a historically bad BYU team, as was last year's. I think of at least Mr. Shelton's, con- I think the least of Mr. Shelton's concerns should be any fan anywhere. I can offer a quote of the night. I don't go to BYU games because they are boring due to our team sucking. So are you telling me, Irish Coug, that, um, Irish Cougar, that when you won over Wisconsin, the team sucked earlier this year? I understand that there's been some malaise that has set in with BYU going 1-3 in the month of October, 
But there was a lot of excitement about this program, a lot of people saying that BYU might be back after the win over Wisconsin. So I don't know what to tell you. BYU's 4-4. Four and four. The preseason expectation or the goal in my mind and most of the fans' minds, if I'm not speaking out of turn here, was to get to a bowl game. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to beat UMass and New Mexico State. You can tell me that don't overlook UMass on the road. UMass is an awful football team. I said it earlier on this podcast, I believe earlier this week or late last week, the loss to UMass it might be the second worst loss in BYU football history behind the loss, I believe, in 1985 to an 0-10 UTEP team that admitted they cheated after the fact by stealing BYU's calls by tapping into their headset system. That UMass loss was inexcusable. It is the worst loss I have seen in the last 20 years. BYU will not lose to UMass or I'll eat my hat. You can quote me on that. Um, All right, some other comments here. Uncle Maui, at David Fiso, he's not wrong. All right. Uh, David Fiso behind Michael Shelton's comments here. Rob Danzi at Rob Danzi. I honestly think they could grow their young fan base by giving away thousands of tickets to local school kids instead of wasting them on current students. It's pretty clear that BYU students are terrible fans. Invest in the future. Rob, you have a point. That student section has not been full in I don't know how long. Take some of those upper parts of those stands and do give them away to young fans or just take them away and sell them as season ticket packages. Or maybe make a a standing room only section for BYU fans. You pay a certain rate. It's like the student section, but it's for regular fans. You can run in there and get your seat. So I'm with you. Invest in the future. I can tell you for a fact I've got connections down there in Provo, as most of you know. And the current uh, climate at BYU at the school is sports are not popular. It's being reflected by the student attendance in the rock section, which I aside i don't i don't like that name the roar of cougars whatever that's a debate for another day that's a off-season topic but it's not cool to be going to sporting events right now in provo at least in my opinion i could be wrong if you're a byu student listening to this let me know why i'm wrong on that because the current um, attendance figures for uh, byu are not are not backing you up All right, uh, a couple more comments before we take it off. And I'm telling you, I have well over 100, so I'm just picking and choosing as I scroll through my Twitter feed here. So apologize for the kind of haphazard segment here, but I want to let you know kind of the different takes on this. Saints for Life, at Saints4L, says, Ha, 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 I'm sorry, but seriously, who cares about loyalty when you walk around all entitled, then lose the equivalent of St. Joseph's School of the Blind? Get off your high horse and learn how to cover D2 receivers before you cry to us about supporting you. Okay, Saints for Life, I think you're taking this a little too extreme. You may want to step away from the Twitter machine and reconsider. Uh, BYU did not lose to an equivalent of St. Joseph's School of the Blind. We're talking one of the top three teams in the MAC, the Mid-American Conference. NIU's got a very good defense. One of the top defenses BYU's going to face this year might be the second best behind, well, it's third best, I guess. Third best behind what we saw against Washington and Wisconsin. I'd probably put Northern Illinois third. All right, and then last comment I will read here. Um, It comes in and it came in earlier today I thought it was very interesting was um, Kenny Scoresby at K Scores 2 not having something to play for is an issue I agree that's why BYU can beat Wisconsin and lose at home to Cal and NIU 
I do think that's an issue, Kenny. Uh, BYU not having conference championship. We talked about Bronco Mendenhall's comments yesterday about independent status, and it is an it is an issue that needs to be that needs to be addressed. Um, I would hope that BYU football players can keep themselves motivated because they are playing Division One football, playing some big opponents. But I can also understand at the same time certain guys who struggle to get up for games against a perceived lesser opponent like a New Northern Illinois, as compared to when you faced a Washington and Arizona, uh, Wisconsin earlier on in the year. So there you go. Some of the comments from BYU fans and even some Utah fans mixed in. Like I said, well over, I guess, 150 mentions. I've had retweets and favorites. My, Like I said, my timeline on Twitter has been an absolute mess all day today and last night. There you go. Some of the reaction to Michael Shelton. We'll catch you up on some of the other news and notes when it comes to the BYU Athletic Department next. Before we do that, though, we do need to tell you about two of our sponsors of today's show. We'll start off with Sling TV. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, whether it's the Cougars or college football at large. For just $30 a month, you get ESPN Networks, the Pac-12 Networks, SEC Network, and more so you can catch all the college football you can handle. You can stream Sling TV on your big screen and across all of your favorite devices. The goal with Sling TV is it gives you the live TV you love only better. There are no useless channels. It's all a cart. You pick what you want to watch. No long-term contracts. It's month to month. No hidden fees. You know exactly what you're paying for when it comes to Sling TV. And of course, you can cancel at any time with no penalty. If you're a Locked On Cougars listener and want to check it out and see if it might be the right option for you, you can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. Once again, that's sling.com slash locked on, S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on. Check it out, guys. It might be the right option for you. If you prefer to go to games in person, I would encourage you guys to check out the offer we have going with Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online ticket event marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with the experiences that will last them a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, you can get your, fa- get your seats to any of your favorite live events, BYU football games, concerts, theater, and more. Vivid Seats is there to help you out. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience. With the podcast code Locked On, Locked On Cougars listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. What I need you to do to take advantage of this offer is go to the App Store or Google Play, download that Vivid Seats app, enter the promo code Locked On, and then you'll receive that $20 off your order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed up by a 100% guarantee. So check it out, guys. Save yourself 10%, 20 bucks on tickets to your next event. It could be that New Mexico State game. Prove Michael Shelton wrong or make sure that he is right. It's your choice and you can save some money by using Vivid Seats using the promo code Locked On. More in a moment. You are Locked On Cougars. All 
right, as we close out today's show, I want to thank each and every one of you who have reached out and let me know what you think of the show. Hopefully you guys continue to do that. It's a pleasure to bring this to you each and every day. I love doing the Locked On Cougars podcast. You always can check us out on social media. Check out the show Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. I promote it heavily there as well. You also can find us on Facebook at Locked On Cougars there as well. Looking at starting some some stuff up on Instagram, etc. We'll keep you updated on that as we go along. And if you do have questions, concerns, comments that you would like to make, I guess, more in private and prefer to email me, you can do so by going to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Email me there. All right, as we close out today's show, like I mentioned, a couple of people to talk about and awards to mention. Of course, it is Halloween today, and if you're looking for somewhere to take your kids, you don't want them going door-to-door in your neighborhoods, etc., when they go trick-or-treating, BYU Athletics will be holding a trunk-or-treat in the south parking lot of Lavelle Edwards Stadium tonight, beginning at 7 p.m. Fans are encouraged to bring their families, dress up in your Halloween costumes, student-athletes and coaches from BYU football, BYU women's soccer, other BYU teams will be on hand for that trunk-or-treat. Check it out, guys. I know the candy loads that come from this thing are absolutely massive, so if your kids are worried about the how much candy they're getting, this might be a good bet for you. A couple of awards to mention and nominees. Uh, junior goalkeeper for the women's soccer team, Sabrina Macias-Davis, was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week uh, for her performance in BYU's wins over San Francisco and number 6-ranked Santa Clara. Uh, BYU beat San Francisco 4 nothing, Santa Clara 2 nothing. So two shutouts for Davis. Hats off to her for the Player of the Week award there. On the women's volleyball side of things, congratulations to former BYU women's volleyball All-American middle blocker Amy Boswell-Usevich. She was among the student-athletes recognized yesterday as a top 30 honoree for the prestigious NCAA Woman of the Year Award. So cool to see her being a nominee for it. We'll be rooting for her to win the award. We'll see what happens. Had a fantastic career for BYU. And, of course, they're ranked number one in the country right now. And they continue to get it done. It's been an absolute juggernaut of a program over the last few years. And looking forward to what's going on in the future. And one final note for you guys. BYU football schedule uh, next week. is at, They're playing at UMass, the University of Massachusetts. It'll actually be a neutral site game being played in Fox. Foxborough, Massachusetts at Gillette Stadium, home of the New England Patriots. It has been set for a 10 a.m. Mountain Time kick, noon Eastern time. And the problem I foresaw when this was announced was what TV network was going to pick it up and is being broadcast by 11 sports, also going to be simulcast on the Northeastern Sports Network. And if you're a BYU fan that doesn't live out in New England, you're probably wondering, where the hell do I find 11 sports or NESN? Well, the good news is BYU TV and the power that they have behind them stepped up. And there's going to be also a simulcast of the game next week on BYU TV. TV. Spencer Linton from BYU TV Sports, host of uh, their programming there, also does a lot of the BYU broadcasting for football, sideline reporter, etc. Announced on Twitter yesterday that simulcast option. So hats off to BYU TV Sports, a well-deserved um, respite for BYU fans to get that game where they can catch it because BYU TV Sports available in more than 60 million homes on cable. You also, if you have a streaming device, all you got to do is download the 
the BYU TV app and it's HD quality. I can speak to that. I, I've used over-the-top devices, a Roku player in particular, and it works great. So there you go. Some good news in terms of being able to catch the UMass game without having to you know, hijack the neighborhood um, satellite dish and try and pirate the, the feed. All right, that's the show for today. Michael Shelton, a lot of comments there. Like I said, my, my Twitter mentions have just been a mess, but it's a pleasure to interact with you guys. Please feel free to always reach out, and thanks again for joining the show each and every day. Please subscribe, rate, and review like you have been doing. It's a pleasure to bring this to you, and hopefully you guys are all having a great Wednesday. Enjoy your Halloween. Be safe out there. Get all dressed up. Get a bunch of candy, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a new edition of Locked on Cougars. This has been Locked on Cougars for October 31st, 2018. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.